Hi, I'm Lydia Gilman, host of the Stepping Into Purpose podcast, and I'm obsessed with helping people overcome fear and resistance and step into their power and shine their light. We are all here for a big reason, and when we follow that call to live our most authentic life, we are not only fulfilling our own highest purpose, but inspiring others to do the same. This is what will truly change the world for the better. Every week, I'll drop a new episode sharing stories and conversations I've had with inspiring people who have followed their calling and are living the life their soul intended. Welcome to the Stepping Into Purpose podcast. Hi, it's Lydia Gilman, and I just thought I'd jump on to share a few things which have been on my mind and heart for the last few days. So I grew up in the 1980s, and it was such a, a different time to grow up in all ways, as you can imagine, but especially with the awareness of mental health and wellness in children and adolescents, and indeed in adults as well, but particularly in children and adolescents, because it was just a different time, I suppose, and a lot of the terms weren't even coined then. I am a highly sensitive person, an empath, an extroverted introvert. These are all labels, but you know they weren't really didn't really have much awareness back then. And the term highly sensitive person wasn't even invented until the late 1990s. When I was 18 was when it was invented. So you know, there was no awareness of this sort of thing. And especially for the average person, like my parents just probably thought I was a bit unusual, but I was highly sensitive and highly anxious as well. I'd worry a lot. And I think that's just part of my makeup, but also trauma held a part of it as well, I think. And my parents both had a, a really serious car accident a few years before I was born. And they were expected to die. They were very seriously injured, but they were young and they managed to bounce back and make a full recovery. And they were really open about talking about this to me, that they had this terrible car accident, but they survived. And, you know, they really had the attitude of do what you want in life in terms of travel and just living for the moment because you never know what's going to happen in life. And that's a great attitude to have. But I think the message of the fact that they'd had this terrible accident stayed with me. My brain at such a young age didn't hold the logic that this was a one-off thing, that it wasn't going to happen again. So if they were ever late to pick me up or anything, my blood would really just run cold and I'd freeze and get so anxious that... It had happened again that they were lying in a ditch somewhere and were going to die after a car accident. So, yeah, that was that was really interesting, and I think that did hold quite a lot of the root of the, some of the anxiety did come from that trauma. I distinctly remember being about eight years old and being absorbed in some activity in class and then hearing a fire truck roaring down the street. And again, my blood would just run cold. And I guess that's the freeze. You know, there's fight 
flight or freeze or fawn now as well, which is people pleasing. But I really lived a lot of my life in that freeze, fear sort of place. And yeah, I I would freeze. And I remember imagining the fire truck going to my house, which was, you know, many blocks from the school. It wasn't like it was right down the road, but I was imagining my house on fire and that the fire truck was racing to my house where my parents worked from home as well. So I'm sure no other kid in the school would have given a second thought to hearing a fire truck running down the street. But yeah, to me, this sort of catastrophizing would happen. And it also developed into OCD as well. And that's sort of gone on and off throughout my life. And I'm totally fine now, but I remember at certain times in my life, especially as a child and teenager as well, yeah, I think when things would feel out of my control, a part of my brain would try and take control and make all these rules. And a lot of it would have to do, especially as a kid, it would have to do around safety, the safety of my family. I guess that was a theme. And if I didn't do a certain thing like put my shoes a certain way or if I switched on a light when it had been off, if I changed things in some way, you know, something would happen, something bad would happen. And I guess a part of that is just trying not to rock the boat as well, especially as an empath and just growing up in a family, which, you know, there were a few issues and things going on and just not wanting to rock the boat. I think that was part of it as well. But OCD is is really a genetic-based problem and both my children have inherited different degrees of it. And it's interesting to to see it, especially after suffering from it myself, I still do find it quite, it's not nice to see your children go through this struggle. But, you know, it's probably easier for me having been through it myself to try and help them and try and rationalize it with them rather than my own parents who wouldn't have known what was going on. So, yeah, I I really told one of my kids who was struggling recently just to remember that our mind is our possession, it's our mind, it's our tool, it's our servant. And when things get unbalanced and it tries to control us and tell us what to do and overpower us, you know, things really get out of whack. And I see it as the, you know, the ego, the the small self trying to take hold of us because us as spiritual beings, we're so powerful, you know, and it reminds me of the, the elephant, the baby elephant who has the chain around its leg to stop it from escaping when it's little. But it holds that belief as it grows that this chain will keep it stuck. But actually, as it grows, it's way more powerful than a little chain. It could just snap it in two in in a second. But it's got that belief from childhood that that it's, it's holding it back. So yeah, it's, it's been really interesting to me and I'm so glad that the government, especially here in Australia, the government is investing a lot of money into the well-being of children and adolescents, especially post-COVID, I think. And this just with our changing world, it's so important. Yeah, so I'm so grateful that that awareness is being made and that investment is being made because it's it's so needed. But if you or your child or teenager is going through 
in any similar things like I'm talking about, please reach out because, yeah, I, I think it is so much easier when we talk about these things and share strategies and, you know, find ways to, to work with it because it is, it's a challenging time for everyone especially as kids are moving into adolescence and these things come up, it's, it's difficult. And it can result with one of my own children and school avoidance. And yeah, it's it's not easy for any of us. So thank you so much for watching or listening. And if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe and share this this video or this podcast with anyone who you think might benefit from it because that really helps us get the message out there and just to share it with more people. Thank you so much. Bye.